Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Evolution. This is Benji. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Today's episode is a case study with Curtis and Chanel Murray of 180 Kitchens. They're a kitchen cabinet refacing company based here in Vancouver, BC. Now I want you to listen very carefully, okay? Because in one short year, this super dynamic husband and wife team accomplished the following. They grew their top line revenue 250%. They moved their net profit from an already healthy 15 to a world-class 22%. They doubled the size of their team and they both work 15 hours a week less than they did before. And just as a side note too, they did all of this with three kids under five at home. So the obvious question is how? right? And that's what we're going to unpack here over the next half an hour. We're going to get into the story of how they tamed the chaos in their business. And most importantly, they're going to break down the three most crucial systems that underpinned this tremendous growth. The other thing they're going to talk a lot about is the business coaching they've received from Breakthrough Academy over the past couple of years, which made a lot of this systemization and growth possible. Um, if you don't know already, Breakthrough Academy or BTA for short is the sister company to this Contractor Evolution podcast. Um, and if you haven't checked us out yet, do so. We're pretty easy to find. Just, just Google us. Um, but if you want results like Curtis and Chanel, then you should join Breakthrough Academy. It's, it's that simple. The first step of the journey is to do a business assessment with us where someone from our team will analyze your business, answer your questions, and determine whether you'd be a fit. So to schedule a business assessment with Breakthrough Academy, click the link in the description below. Um, that's it for now. Let's dive into how this husband and wife team doubled their business in just one year. You're listening to Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. If you're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Chanel Curtis, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm excited. Okay, so I've got a question I want to start with, but I think the before I ask it, I really need to kind of lay out what's happened here over the last couple of years. So you guys owners, operators, operators of 180 Kitchens um, here in BC. I'll just give some statistics for the audience here because uh, it's, it's, it's pretty compelling. 2020, you guys did about just over a million dollars in revenue, um, 37% gross profit, 15% net, pretty good. Eight staff, but 60 hours of work per week. Right. So that that's a lot. And that's that's not shared between the two of you. That's each. Right? <laughs> Last year, 2021, revenue is up to 2.5 million from just over once. So that's like literally two and a half X. Gross profit is up from 37.5 to 48%. That's over 10% growth in gross profit. Net profit is up 15 to 22%. You've doubled your staff count. So it went from eight to 16 and you worked 45 hours a week. So it's like, you know, not part-time. It's still quite a bit, <laughs> yeah. but it's way more manageable, yeah. right? So the que the question that we're going to get into today in this episode is like how, like like how the hell did you guys accomplish this pretty remarkable turnaround Um in, in one short year. But before we get into the systems and the, and the tactics and the coaching and like what you guys, how you guys have grown, I just want to briefly start with this. Like 
Can you tell us about your business, your life before Breakthrough Academy? Absolutely. We were uh, we were overwhelmed. <laughs> Even what you just uh, explained, it kind of it's nice to reflect on that. We were overwhelmed. We were kind of caught up in uh, our our dream, but not really sure how we were going to get there. There wasn't a lot of structure. We were wearing as many hats as we could, and we were doing everything ourselves. We had a young family. We had little kids uh, on the way, and and we were just caught up in it all. Yeah, a lot of uh, like chaotic feeling, mm. um, fire after fire, you know, 60 <laughs> plus hours a week. It felt like it was never going to end. There was no no vision, no direction. Like, where does this, where does this kind mm. of get to? How do we get there? Because 60 hours a week just doesn't work, right? You, remember you saying it was like, it felt like you were, um, uh, we were talking about this offline. You said it really well. You're like, we were um, controlled by like other people's wants and needs. It was very much like, we were being dictated to by our customers, <laughs> totally. by our employees, by trade partners, by vendors. It's just like, duh, 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 one thing to the next. Problems, anything you can't predict. It's just, there's just a thousand things that can side, like, you know, kind of sideline you. And um, when you when you think of like the impact of what that is, you're not actually stopping work. You don't get to come home and turn it off. There's no... There, there was no room for extras, you know, and we have young kids. So as soon as you kind of finish your day, you're, you're being demanded in another, another place. And to have, you know, 60 plus hours, it was always, always about time and just not enough of it. Was it, was it frustrating though? Because you mentioned, you know, like you did have a, you had a vision. Totally. There, there was something in your mind. There was a picture, there was an image, there was a, a dream state business that ran smoothly and was profitable <laughs> and supported your supported your family and was fun, like yeah. hopefully. <laughs> but the actual reality was like vastly different from so Totally. I think we we always we were hard workers. We knew we we wanted to get to a place where we felt successful, but we kind of took on a lot and we were just uh, just reeling with, with everything that was coming our way and we didn't really see the big picture after that. You definitely can feel stuck. Stuck. Really quickly. <laughs> so, I, and I remember meeting you guys, by the way, I remember doing like a business assessment with both of you. This would have been, the time flies, it could have been three or four years ago, probably three years ago. And I remember that even through Zoom, yeah, you guys were like stressed. <laughs> you were like, like you were like, at, you were in half the meeting, the other half the time. You're totally. like checking your phone, like doing something. You're like, we really like we we can do this. We just need like a little bit of direction here. And anyway, it's really cool because because th- you know three or whatever, however many years later, um, we're here. What was the first little bit of Breakthrough Academy like? Was it hard? <laughs> was there a learning curve? Like just those first few months? All, all of it. Um, I think, you know, like most businesses coming in, when you need Breakthrough Academy, you're at you're at that max, right? You're putting in all that time. And that is the one thing that I thought was going to be the most challenging was how am I going to actually, I, I feel like I don't have enough time now. How am I going to actually give this all the time it requires. How am I going to make these meetings? How am I going to structure my schedule to actually work on these comp models and make that make sense? Mm-hmm. Especially considering I already felt overwhelmed, but on like the overlook of it now, way better. Like yeah. it, it, it allowed us to actually create some time blocking. It, it taught us like the most important lesson is, is that you actually have to stop and focus on one task at a time right. and really give it your full attention because then you're completing it to like a high success rate, 
And moving on to the next. Yeah. And you actually realize that the one thing everybody has in common is time. So why, how are we structuring our time? It was no different than anyone else. You mentioned that, that like block scheduling was a pretty big aha moment for you personally, Chanel. Like you, um, I think in blueprint, we teach that at the very end, like this is how to like do a brain dump. This is how to prioritize things as far as A, B, C. This is how you plunk them in your schedule and cross it off, cross it off the list. We've talked about that exact process on, other podcasts, but for, like, what did, what did that do for you as a business owner when you kind of had that process learned and mastered? Um, well, first, when we start our day now, we ask ourselves all the time, what are the three top earning activities that we do? We try to um, identify those between Kurt and Chanel for 180 Kitchens, and then we open our email, and then we get our to-do list after. But we really think about where our value is and how we can be the most valuable for our company. And, yeah. and then structure that into our, our schedule, our time blocking. So I think um, the thing probably a lot of people are are curious about, and I want to I want to dive into this um, right now is like so so how did we do this right we've we've two point five x revenue, <laughs> net profit is up uh, from fifteen to twenty two percent that's really high you're in the high double digits here, working less team is doubled like all that great stuff let's talk about the most core pieces of infrastructure that we implemented together um, Kurt I'll start with you. Uh, M MBP, the master business plan for me, it's the first thing that you touch on in blueprint. It's the, it's the one biggest overview of your entire business. It, it takes you from working in the business to working on it. And it gives you a roadmap that allows you to structure before. Let me, let me just, uh, for, for people listening, like what, what the hell's an MVP fault? <laughs> a, a master business plan is a really robust and powerful spreadsheet that we have all of our members use that. It has a tab for building a budget. There's an area for job costing. You can track your overhead. There's a sales plan. There's a production plan. There's all these tabs. It's actually, for a lot of people, it's a little overwhelming at first because it's quite 100%. a bit of totally. data. Totally. Yeah. But the, but once you once you do it, it is really a light bulb moment because most people are like, oh, okay, this is what's actually happening within my business. I just yeah. want people to know what we're talking about. So anyway, it's carry on. It's scary the to see it for the first time when totally, you realize yeah. you don't know all the things that are happening in your business. But... For us, I look at it probably five, six times a week. Yeah. My Our weekly goals, our quarterly goals, you know, our year goals, our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal. Like all of those are the start of your, your master business plan. Then you get into the granular. What's our budget look like? Yeah. What's our sales plan? How are we going to target, you know, hitting $2.5 million, million? Like what's what are we going to do to make that happen? And then you get to really see what that looks like, marketing plans, so on and so forth. So from a big, giant, overview of this business you now have goals mm -hmm. and targets that you're trying to achieve it, it also allows you to redirect your efforts before you're kind of in the shit <laughs> you mm. know like you can see it almost before it happens and then from year to year you can see what you did last year and what's different this year <laughs> i was gonna ask like we, going back to when you guys first started using it were there things that it showed you you were spending too much time on not enough time on did it kind of give you some feedback like okay you know the you know, i might think this is really important but the data says something else we need to shift our priorities and do more of this Did, was that sort of a, an epiphany that you guys had early on I, I think marketing was a huge one i think we thought we were getting jobs and i think we thought you know just kind of organically and we were not even spending enough money on marketing we didn't even really understand 
the percent of the budget that should be allocated. And it's so nice to have some of these, you know, standardized like uh, allocations that you would never know. Until benchmarks. You, benchmarks. This is what me. you should yeah. roughly spend yeah. on this. This is what you totally, should totally. roughly spend on yeah, this. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, that was zero. Right. So. <laughs> well, and we had no like KPIs to, to track what was and wasn't working. Right. Yeah. Like you, you had no idea. And now, like, when you talk about hiring, you know, doubling our employees, we actually had to look at the budget and say, how many people can we bring on and what is their, like, role and deliverable going to be? And that started with our MVP. Like, yeah. that's, it's unbelievable that from a spreadsheet, we managed to hire eight more people. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, <laughs> I, I just love what you guys said about, like, um, zooming out, being able to see the bigger picture, and then, and then go and attack the small picture from totally. there. But without stepping back, and I think this is a really relatable experience for a lot of entrepreneurs, it does just feel like you're... Um, you're focused on extremely granular task after extremely granular task. You don't, you never get the chance to like step back and look at the organism that is your business and be like, okay, in this area we're doing well and this one we're doing pretty bad or this is total shit over here. Like what do we need to do to develop this thing better? And being objective about it too is incredibly difficult because like you said, there's like certain parts of your business that you like yeah. and you gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Like if I was, if I was an entrepreneur using an MVP file, it would tell me I spend way too much time in sales and marketing. My operations are a disaster and I'd need to go and work on that. It's like, okay, good to know. Um, and I just, I, I love what you guys say about it sort of showing you the bigger picture and, and, and being able to operate from there because what we're going to talk about after a few other systems, like, that is all downstream of the yep. MVP fall. You need to have the vision of what's going on it's, first before it's a you roadmap. attack anything. It's the roadmap to our, you know, for our year. It's our roadmap to success. Yeah. How are we going to achieve these goals? So the other thing that you guys mentioned what made a really big difference as far as like revenue growth and profitability were standard operating procedures. You want to tell us a bit about the implementation of those? Absolutely. Yeah. So like everything, it was always in my head, right? <laughs> Lots of these procedures, a standard operating procedure was Kurt knew what to do and ask him. And he would tell you, <laughs> which as you know, for, for growth, you, you just can't, that can't be your, your model. It just doesn't work that way. So when we, we learned about standard operating procedures and what that really meant in, in putting it into a tangible form that somebody could walk into your business, pick that up, and know how to do certain parts. And there's a thousand SOPs that we will truly have to create. So we're constantly, you know, uh, one of our monthly goals is three SOPs because there's every month, every month. It's our goal. That's uh, that's ambitious. It's an ambitious (laughs) goal. It sounds easy, but if you, but when you're, when you're talking about like, you know, for us, one of the big ones was like how to cut vinyl. Our, our process is based on using vinyl product on an existing cabinet. So it's not something that's everyday knowledge. It's, it's a very specific thing. And part of our process to being efficient, you know, we install kitchens in, in one day when I think the average out there for cabinet refacing is somewhere around three to four. We pre-prep all of that in our shop. We get we get it ready to be on site so that the installer is not actually doing it. So we train that one specific shop guy how to cut vinyl. We are able to hand him the exact process that's, you know, simplified now for us, it, it yeah. feels simple. Assembly on site is incredibly easy because all this upfront work is honestly, done. did you just it's, say it's average, like the average kitchen company like yours is spending three days to do a kitchen. Yeah. You guys do it in one. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. It, it's all about preparation and that starts for us. Our operation will either be successful or fail right from our shop. 
Right. We have incredible installers that come from kitchen Amazing backgrounds. Too. But in our shop, that portion of our business, that is what set us apart. Would you say that when we look at these numbers, uh, 2.5 million in revenue, 22% net, like did the, did the SOPs play a big role in achieving that? I would say, yeah. And it's still like going to continue to play that role because in order to achieve $2.5 million, you have to have an operation that can follow that. And SOPs is an operational right from the start. It's yeah. how to do the job. Right. Right. We can come up and, and make marketing plans and try to execute on that part. But if you can't, if you can't have a team mm -hmm. that can learn and have the knowledge to actually fulfill that 2.5 million, you might have been able to sell 2.5 million. <laughs> you would not have been able to produce that much. You wouldn't yeah. have been able to to well, install it. And, and every time you bring somebody else on, the, the more we build these SOPs, we want to have a, a training manual. Here yeah. you go. This yeah. is going to be all the SOPs for your job. Welcome to 180 Kitchens. This is how we do things around here. Continuously trying to And be. I think one of the unique parts, and I'm super proud of Kurt about this, but we've got an installer-led program. SOPs was so pivotal to us because the design of the entire program was by, it wasn't sales-focused. It was from a guy who was doing installation. He was an installer. And so he created it to make the process as efficient, and that helped us so much. And then to be able to formalize it through an SOP process so that we can repeat it. You've got so many more installers who can do it now. Is that something that you would advise listeners to do is like have the, have the hands-on boots on the ground roles, 100%, right? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you could sit there in the office and be like, well, I think this is how a kitchen should be installed. Totally. It's like, who no, cares we, we get it. We get These in arguments the, all the time and, about that. And, and until you're out on site and you actually see it and you actually are a part of it, you don't realize it. It's, it's that it's so important to take that SOP all the way down to the person who's doing it. It's not a thought process. There's a combination between thinking it through, but actually the execution of it. And it has to marry somewhere. So they were heavily involved with the build out of these, this your, is, your, your actual crew. This is the beauty of it now, right? Now that we have people in these positions that are starting to get the knowledge and the know-how of their day in day out operations. Like I said, we're going to try and do three SOPs a month, but if three different people did one SOP, yeah, yeah, you, you can achieve that goal. No problem. It's less so work. When you bring that team into that fold and you say, this is our goal. This is what we want. We want you to take one task this month that you do day in and day out that we don't have on paper and we want to put it on paper. Our business development manager, she spends time with every team member. Shout she, out, Brittany. She, she, takes, <laughs> she takes all that information. She's like a brain dump. She'll come out with me. I'll talk about absolutely everything I'm doing that day as I'm doing it. And it gives us a format to now we can take and plug into our you know SOP template. Do, do you ever get pushback from like your your crew? Like they're like, I don't want to write this process. I just want to do the work. Or do they kind of enjoy it? Do they feel like they're to, adding their signature, adding their mark to the business? To be honest, I hope that's how they're feeling. Um, nobody's said yay or nay to it. Right. I think right now um, everybody's on board with the growth and structure of the cool. business. It makes it just... It makes it more streamlined. It makes it easier for everybody. I think once they start to see how much more um, efficiently things around them are happening, the buy-in will just increase because yeah. they'll actually see. It's not just this fancy system that you guys use in the, use in the office. It's actually this real-life thing that makes their own individual job a lot easier. Totally. So I, th I think that buy-in will grow. Um, but yeah, just to summarize what I'm hearing here is like standard operating procedures allowed you to 
complete kitchens in one day when your competitors are doing it in three. They allow you to get through this huge growth, this 2.5x in one year, this huge amount of growth. That's a lot more jobs that need to be completed. And I'm sure that these SOPs are like an underpinning force um, that facilitated that. Third thing I want to ask you about, Chanel, I think I'll, I'll get you to, to tell us a bit about these is like, uh, so we in, in Breakthrough Academy, you'll hear them called GSR meetings, GSNR meetings, stands for goal setting and review. You do, you guys do pretty thorough goal setting and review meetings with some of your staff. Take us through that process and what it does for you guys. Totally. I think, uh, you know, nobody wants to attend a million meetings. So um, what we try to do is create meetings that have value. And so there has to be a structure to that. So um, we're meeting with the right people, having the right people sit around the table. So our management meeting, we have our business development manager, Brittany, we've got our operations manager, Matt, um, we've got our, our admin who just holds it all together, Gene. Um, and we all sit around and we talk about kind of an executive summary of what each department is doing. And it gives us a chance to see what's going on. So we talk about sales. We talk about sales conversion. We yeah, talk about... So e each management piece comes to the table with, with kind of um, an overview of their specific role yep. and deliverable. So operations, we get, you know, what is going in this week? Where are we at with go backs? Anybody, like any issues that are coming up with people that Matt manages... Place. You know, um, so that we have the awareness of what's happening within our organization. Brittany comes to us with um, with numbers. You know, where are we getting most of our leads from? What leads we have generated this past week? What does that look like? Um, what what we're running right now for campaigns. So we're in Western Living right now, which is pretty cool. We're excited to see that go out. Um, we, we have a few different avenues our marketing budget's going towards, which mm -hmm. is really exciting for us to kind of see where those KPIs are coming back and how, how we're going to continue to grow moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then Gene just gives us a leads in, leads out, who sold what jobs. Again, just another overview of our sales team so that Chanel and I can actually look at our business week to week and attack exactly what needs to be done right right now and there's a focus on data there's a focus on results there's a focus on like the objective truth of what has happened Which not goes, like hey i i feel this yeah, about so, this yeah, week. Yeah. i think we should do this this no. week it's very much like what at, what does it say on the scoreboard for totally. the last week or the last two weeks or ho however your rhythm is structured? And like, what are we doing in the next week to stay on track? Am I which, getting that right? Which goes right back into our M MVP, yeah. right? It, it's right there. It's our roadmap. We're, we're literally getting the data from the people that are what we consider hands on the ground right now. Mm -hmm. We're taking that back to our, what we as business owners, what we look at for 180 Kitchens, our roadmap we're taking that back and plugging it in to make sure that we're on the right path. The, the, these GSR meetings, and you do it in sort of a management, spot, management meeting style, so there's a, there's a few different stakeholders of the business there. They allow you, this is the actual like week-to-week -week management part of yeah. the business. It's one thing to just like draw it all up on the whiteboard in January and be like, we're going to hit all these great goals. It's like everyone, like that's easy. And talk is cheap and everyone totally. like loves whiteboards. So <laughs> I was like, who cares? You can like do that. It's like, then you have the entire year, which is quite a long time yeah. to actually do the damn thing. And I think what I appreciate about this is like, this is how you hold rigorous tension to the, mm. to the people in your business doing it. It's not just you two. Yeah. It's a big organization. I was 16 people that work for you. They're all doing fairly complex tasks. It's coordinated. There's, there's overlap. Like it's, it's, 
there's you guys are dancing a pretty sophisticated and, and dance. And it's not perfect by any means. We're still we're still on the way. So we're much still work. learning. <laughs> we're still learning. It's it's we're but we're we're understanding a little bit more about it. It's 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 better than it was. Totally. And I think totally. could you speak to the um how like plugged in you guys feel now as a result of these GSR meetings versus how you felt before, which would have been like quite detached and confused. And, like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, do you guys feel more like in the cockpit, like looking at actually what's happening in your business? Absolutely. We're, we're like, we're able to now drive leads where yeah. we want them to be. Right? right. We're actually bringing in, doing the right steps, going to the right places for the business. Um, I, I feel just, for us, we actually do have direction. Yeah. We know our numbers, which is such a good feeling, right? Yeah. When you know exactly where your numbers <laughs> are at, um, it, it's just from a business standpoint, it allows you to take risks. It allows you to make decisions really quickly. Yeah. We're not asking like, eh, should we, should we not? It's it's very, yes, we're going to do this. There's a self-assuredness and a confidence. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the team? Like, what do they say about it? Do they feel you know, respected, looked after, like held accountable even? Like what, do you get feedback from the individuals who are in these meetings with you? Yeah, um, we have a phenomenal team. Honestly, phenomenal. Uh, an entire team hired by referral. Really? So as crazy as that thing. is, yeah. we haven't hired a single person from Craigslist. Indeed, every single person we have on our team right now is a referral. So we get like a personal, you know, um, our, our shop like our lead shop tech, Vince, his mom and my dad work together. Huh. So like it's, there's already a personal level and Chanel and I really, really try to keep team culture. You know, we go out, we'll, yeah. I'll take, I'll take a couple guys up to Whistler, Squamish for installs. We'll go out, we'll do dinner, you know, just team building. I think we're going to do ax throwing <laughs> in, uh, in mid May, just, just Don't have everybody me. out. <laughs> like it really, we try to keep as much of that team culture yeah. as, as humanly possible. You guys are so a tight bunch. We, we try. And yeah. everybody's overqualified for the position that they're in too. Like we are so lucky to have such great people. Um, I, I love it guys. So these just, just to like, I just want to recap. It's like master business plan, huge system to implement because it gives you the bigger picture vision of helicopter what's actually view. <laughs> helicopter view of what's happening and where you need to go. The roadmap as Curtis puts it, um, SOPs govern in which the way things get done so that it's efficient. It's coordinated. The guys on site have the materials they need. There's fewer go backs. The jobs get completed faster. No quality control is not no, but fewer quality control issues. Um, and then goal setting and review meetings to actually like drive results with your management staff, all like these three systems. And I'm sure that's not the exhaustive list. There's other things too, but it's safe to say, like if we're trying to understand how you guys went from a million to two and a half net profit from 15 to 22 and doubled your staff and worked less, <laughs> these, these, these played a big role in that. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Yep. So, t uh, Tell us about your business now, you know, and be real because you're like, <laughs> it's not perfect. I know it isn't, but like, how is your business life now? How does it feel going into work? Um, just give us a bit of a snapshot of, of present day 180 Kitchens. Really good. Uh, controlled, I think, is a big one for us. Um, our time management is is way better. We're, we're actually facing tasks 
Um, we're, we're doing some cool things that we didn't think was possible. We've prioritized working out. We, we do personal training now. So we're, we're putting some effort back into ourselves, yes. um, getting some time off. We've got three young kids under five. So we're, they're in sports. Like we didn't even know that that was going to be a possibility when we started. And now it's like, we're able to make that time happen for them. I, I've taken some Saturdays off. Yeah. <laughs> What's really, positive, yeah. really positive. I mean, we have three kids under five, so it's not necessarily a day off but yeah. it's a day with the family um we, we feel like we have really good direction i think we're we've got a really clear path for growth here and we know what that path is yeah so it's it's moving forward now and but, just it, but it's still scary it's still exciting there's still so much to do there you know we still have bigger goals once you start hitting some of those goals it's not like it stops you get another goal you move the goal you post. move the goal totally. post. oh my goodness do you ever and we're really good at yeah. celebrating we'll we'll yes, pop champagne we do celebrate we every do celebrate turn it. you know yeah. we might pop champagne tonight because we're on breakthrough academy yeah. and it's my <laughs> birthday and it's my birthday <laughs> <laughs> double whammy we're gonna have a we're gonna have a piece of birthday cake after ah, this just just awesome. to celebrate. Um, so so I, I love that it's like it's so much better. It's not perfect, but it's totally. so much better. <laughs> um, what's next for you guys? Uh, just continuing to grow. We have uh, we have expansion in our mind. Um, you know, our BHAG was uh, operations in three provinces. Wow. Um, we have a setup pretty much ready to go in Edmonton. That's where our next, I think our next turn's going to be. That's so um, exciting. I, I would personally like to be in Saskatchewan at some point. That's going to be a big one. We actually just started a new company uh, a few months ago called 180 Consulting. Chanel's a conflict management practitioner. So she uh, works with uh, companies, people, any, you know, workplace conflicts, facilitations. That's her, that's her uh, that's so main, fun. <laughs> main work. And uh, we've decided to kind of branch out in that direction for, uh, for Chanel. So cool. it's, I'm excited. It's exciting. So I can go, when I move to Edmonton, I can get my kitchen done by you guys in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then if uh, you need a facilitation, you can just call Chanel. <laughs> um, you know, like just to kind of cap this story off and, and, and like this is a lot of work and, and you guys have a lot to be proud of and I know it's not finished yet, but when you look at the last couple of years, how pivotal was having a coach? How pivotal was having a community around you guys to, to do this with? It's a great question. The community is phenomenal. Honestly, um, the Facebook group, you can ask any question, you'll get answers. Our, our weekly, our bi-weekly meetings with everybody, we come away with things I didn't even think about. Yeah. Every week, it's like, oh, you know what? That's a really good idea. Or maybe that's something we should look at because I don't think we have a system in place for that. Um, in terms of the coach, I know BTA has like phenomenal coaches, but yeah. our coach is by far the best. Like <laughs> Thomas is, he's a friend, right? That's like, he's a, he's a friend. He's a third person in our business that we can talk as candidly as we want. When you own a business, you, you find it challenging sometimes to have like the truly candid conversation about your business with people around you. Cause there are some things you just can't share out loud. They're not going to get it. We call, yeah. we call our coach, you know, husband and wife. Sometimes we don't <laughs> see eye to eye on some things and we have to make like, like important decisions when it comes to our business. He's our, he's our third person. He's the person that we would call. He's, he's taken time out, you know, it's an off day and we just say, Hey, can you give us like 15 minutes? Cause we have something that we're currently battling with right. and we want to have a conversation about it. And he puts it into perspective as a non-biased person. Did he, um, is he hard on you? Did he, did he put you guys to work? Oh, he, yeah. Honestly, he says, look at it this way and like draw it out and you'll, <laughs> you'll find an answer because it, he's, he's not wrong. And when you see it from, 
you know, two different sides and we're yeah. clearly not seeing eye to eye. He says, look at it like this and do it like this. Yeah. And we come up with the answer and, and compromise. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back. He brings us always back to the numbers. It brings us back to the master business plan. He brings us back to what our business is doing. And he reminds us as well of successes aren't just dollars and cents sometimes. Success comes in different forms. So it's really nice to have kind of that th impartial view at the table with uh, with all the decision making that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's an important piece that you just that you just um that you just brought up and probably a good, a good one to bring this to a close on like success is measured in, in different ways than just revenue growth or a little bit more money in the account. Like I think what is really shining through from this conversation and what I'm excited about for you guys is like hours worked less time with kids more okay. stress levels down kids in sports, <laughs> like all of these, that stuff really matters. Like yeah. we, we've got, only so much time on this earth and we love our businesses, but if you spend every waking second serving it, it's uh, there's more slices to the pie of life. And I totally. just love that you guys are able to kind of shrink this one a little while it grows and go spend time doing other things also. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much for sharing all this. I really, really appreciate you being here and happy birthday, Chanel. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. great to be yeah. here. Really happy to be here. Hey, really important final note here just before you go. If you want results like Curtis and Chanel, you need to check out Breakthrough Academy. To book a business assessment with us, click the link in the description of this episode.